Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. the finger guns hi everybody and welcome to slam fire radio episode 327 for october 24th 2019 i am one of your hosts trevor i'm another one of your hosts kelly and i am another one of your hosts adriel wow and everyone else is a slacker and hates you but we don't that's why we're here week after week like uh except i wasn't here last week kelly you forgot to turn your volume down okay that's not supposed to work Uh, I have my sound off. Trevor. Obviously not. Trevor. I was, okay. Never mind. So, pro tip, Kelly, and I know you're new at podcasting. (laughs) You mute your mic, then you turn on your YouTube stream, then you turn on the volume, then you unmute your mic. Trevor? I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there she goes. (laughs) All right. Back to the show. Let's get, we're here the whole time. Um, You're right. Yeah. Let's get back to the script then, shall uh, we? Ah, yeah, we have one of those. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, oh, and uh, Patreonies, we have a we have a Patreoni episode coming up tonight. So as soon as we're done with this gibberish, you'll get the quality stuff that you pay for, and and thank you once again for that. So, uh, what that we was did gibberish too. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> no. You thought you <laughs> thought that was gibberish? <clears throat> They've, uh, well, you know, I mean, we did have Ginger Snaps on once, which was a little gibberishy. So imagine his emails. <laughs> In Patreon form, and they paid for it in real life. With and no we're sorry. Yeah, and you know what? He sent an email. Kelly, there is an email. Yeah, there there is an email, but we read it last week. No, he sent one this afternoon. Oh, yeah. Okay, can you dig that up? That in? And I'm yeah, glad yeah. he did because I totally forgot about the situation. <laughs> and he said it too. He's like, I sent that email because I was afraid you'd forget or to remind you. So it's a situation. It's a situation, yeah. Is it like, like Jersey Shore? It's like current. No, it's not really Jersey Shore because it happened at a three gun match. It laundry and tanning. Never mind. Go ahead. I would say it's karma. I would say it's karma, but he's never really done anything to me. If anything, you know, it should be the other way. But anyway, something happened. We'll discuss. We'll discuss, and then we'll talk about ourselves. All right. All what right. we did this week in guns is brought to us by or brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. And this week they have the Benelli M4A1. So you all know the Benelli M4. It's that cool pistol grip shotgun. Um, it's gas operated. It's a really badass shotgun. Well, this is the A1 version and it seems to be somewhat updated. The furniture has changed a little bit. 18 and a half inch barrel, three inch chamber, semi-automatic, and they have it on for $2,539, which is less than what the original one used to be. So I don't mean, I don't think Benelli's feeling pressure from Turkey. Do you like uh, a little bit? You think no. so? Maybe. Yeah. None, I don't think so. It's, been, it's right. It's Benelli and the Americans aren't getting in the Turkey I, guns. So where's this M4A1? I'm looking for this thing to try to find like more information on it. I can't right. find anything. Okay, go to CGN and click on the link, which will take you over to the Calgary Shooting website and uh, right to the that particular item. At the bottom of the CGN post, it says click here or whatever. 
and I'll take you there. So, yeah, I am. You, you do that. Over there. Put the link in. Benelli M4. Right. I'm going to pull it up for everyone so that they can see it. Oh, yes. Sure. There you go. Pull it out so everyone can see you, Drew. Benelli M4 is a semi-automatic shotgun. It doesn't say it's the A1. Where's the... Maybe that's what they call it. Oh, there um, we go. I, A1. Yep. Yeah, what's changed? I feel like you're like you're questioning me or something like no, that. No, I want to know. I want to know all about it. We want to have a look changed. at it because mm. all you just did was type it in. Ah, the forend's different. They got yep. some. Is that key mod? That's no, change the furniture. Yeah, M-lock. Adriel, do you want to do it on um, screen? I am doing it on screen. Just so you guys can't see it. Yeah, so. we can't see it, but the oh. YouTube, the view to YouTubers. Well, fantastic. I got way too uh, many things to yep. like control here. Wait, I can put, paste it in the show notes. There we go. You can there you go. Yeah. So it looks like it's got yeah. an extended uh, bolt release button. It looks like the forend is different. It looks like it's got some cutie sling swivels on there on the forend. Forend is definitely different. The mm-hmm. shape and style of the stock is different. Yes, but it's still got that twist lock, weird roddy thing that's going on. Yeah. yeah, which I find the gun feels a little balanced, funny. You know, I don't know if they put a bit more weight back there, if it would help balance it out better, maybe, or maybe mm. it's just me. Mm. Anyway. That's yeah, um, cool. got a little bit of Benelli styling, though. Yeah. Um, adopted by the military. Yep. It's um, been used in theater. It's quite quite the platform. So go on over and check that out. Uh, you get a really excellent, I mean, it's Benelli. What else can we say? It's Benelli, and it's only 2500 bucks. So, you know, mm. yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, so I, I will go ahead and jump into what I did because I've got uh, two weeks worth to cover. Oh God! Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. So and you did uh, a lot too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, last weekend I went to a level two match on Saturday in Thomaston Quarter. This is the one that Larry was going to cancel, but the boys stepped up, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and and shout out to Mark Manderson. He was the one that said, "No, Larry won't cancel on our watch." And guess who was the first one on the range to help set up? Mark Manderson. So awesome. Unfortunately, I got to town late and wasn't able to help, but the the rest of the Losers Club were on site and did a fantastic job. After the match, we went to the gun dealer, and uh, I love the gun dealer. They get all kinds of new stuff, but they get in some used stuff and some secondhand stuff once in a while. You never know what you're going to find. So, uh, of course, I was immediately looking for cooies. Um, couldn't found one, but wasn't really what i was looking for i was you know i wanted to get some 84s and stuff but anyway what i did find and this is thanks to uh, george mckillop active shotgun hulls these were made back in the 90s they're red they're all plastic even the rim everything is plastic and they feed really really well in my semi-autos um they take special wads typically um and the reloading data is a little hard to come by but Captain Andy had hooked me up with some reloading data for them, and George found three bags of these active hulls. Well, you should have seen me. Huh. I was wow. like, I was almost humping his leg. Like, come on, George, you don't need all three bags, George. Come on, George. Anyway, he uh, he took pity on me and gave me one of the bags. And then oh. I looked up some data, and they had wads there that worked with the um, the, the the data. And um, so we bought some wads as well. And where where is yeah. he located, the gun dealer? He is in McAdam, so that's okay. uh, almost at the U.S. border. Turkey's mm-hmm. crossing there quite a bit and stuff. It's pretty awesome. Um, 511 shirts, button-up shirts, long sleeve, kind of tactical, good range shirt. Mm-hmm. Regular $75 on for 20 bucks. 
Yeah, so George grabbed a couple. I grabbed one. I think Filthy grabbed one. That's pretty good. Nice little find there. Um, and then the next day I went to New... Oh, I shot a production optics, right? Yeah. Because of uh, my upcoming announcement here mm-hmm. and uh, this new thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. How'd <clears throat> so you do? I, I, I won, but I mean, there wasn't a lot of heat. Our provincial champion wasn't there. But um, anyway, it was a learning learning experience for me, I got to tell you. Learning to shoot production optics is going to be i'm on a learning curve uh, it's not going to be terribly steep but making sure i get that dot in the same place every time stuff like that is going to be um i gotta yeah i gotta learn stuff all over again um so i did two matches in production optics i did one at um thompson corner on saturday and then sunday morning i got up and drove to the miramichi for the last ipsic new brunswick outdoor match of the season and i shot production optics there as well uh i suffered man it was a rough match um a lot of uh more mics than i wanted and you know shooting slow sometimes trying to get the dot just tired from match day the day before or drinking or uh, no that's coming though we're going <laughs> that was this past weekend uh i don't think i i don't remember if we drank too much at filthy so i'm sure we drank something but uh anyway no just um yeah I'd, i've been gone every weekend yeah since yeah. i can remember and currently every weekend in november is booked as well so really yeah. wow yeah i, I wow. think I'm, i think i'm going to give a couple of things up though i might give up the bow hunting trip we actually ended up with a i got a cape breton trip now booked as well so what are you doing cape breton <clears throat> there is a uh, ipsic shooter from cape breton grant who has the iron cabins and a pub and the iron cabins are off grid. Everything is self-sustained. So he's invited me to go stay at the cabin, um, check out his place. Plus, uh, he's got a pub, which is also uh, off the grid, self-sustaining. Mm. Um, a lot of microbrewery, stuff like that. And Kelly, he runs the forge. So why haven't we been to this place yet? Uh, I, I don't know. He's uh, It's new. So, you know. Um, okay. Well, Maybe we'll have a vacancy there. Cape Britain. We have to go to Cape Britain next year. It's so we'll... on the list now, just like that. That's how these things Fantastic. happen. Yeah. So, okay. um, <clears throat> and then um, I should grab it. Yeah. I should grab it. Cause it's like a show and tell type show. Right. So I mounted, I changed the scope on my uh, stag 10. Let's see it. Um, so my stag 10 originally had a vortex viper HST four to sixteen, and yes. this was at the shop, and now it's not the shop. Now it's in my possession. This is a Vortex of Viper um, PST Gen two five to twenty five by fifty five. That's nice. pretty. <clears throat> That's First a lot. Of, ten. First egg ten. Yeah, it's a lot of glass for this rifle. <laughs> what do you? Yes, what, how far are you going to shoot that thing? As meters? far as I can. That's a nice glass. That's a nice You've got glass envy. I can tell. It's yeah, got, it does. actually it does. So the reticle is illuminated, and it shuts off in between every two clicks. So I don't know. I remember how you are always saying how poor you are. Uh, I don't remember saying that. <laughs> <laughs> we have we we have optics envy right now. Yeah. Well, did you get it a good deal though? I got it at a good deal. Okay, so you were saving mm. money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got a, a fantastic deal. Good. Uh, um, All right. Yeah. 
So, but if I had to do it over, I wouldn't have bought this. I would have bought one of the Troy 102s that came on sale at SFRC Ooh, recently. SFRC for 18% but, off. Yeah. But no, this made sense because I got the more modern sporter coming, right? Yep. So the optic that was on this, the 4 to 16 by 44 Vortex Viper HST, is going to go on the modern sporter. Mm hmm. And uh, found out today while I was working at the shop that my 7.62 by 40 WT barrel from IBI is ready to be shipped. Yeah. How exciting. So the other thing I did to this rifle, <clears throat> along with, I put in a Geisley. <sighs> yeah. The factory trigger was, was obviously junk. So mm -hmm. um, now it has, it's nothing crazy. It's a Geisley two-stage. Right? Yeah. It's a hunting rifle, so I don't mind having a two-stage trigger on a hunting rifle. So It's a hunting uh, rifle with a... Never mind. Just... Okay. Go ahead. Kelly, it goes down <laughs> it's to a four hunting, power. It's a hunting rifle with a big, <laughs> bad piece of glass on top. Yeah, and, and a guy's uh, trigger. A guy's trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and a bad lever. And what's, the weight, what's, what's the overall weight of that hunting rifle? What do you think? Take a guess. I weighed it last night. I bet... With, with the with optic the on scope, it? Yes. Optic, that, no mag. Eight, nine pounds? Nine pounds. Keep going. Come on. I it's say 12. Ted. Very good, Kelly. It's mm. just over 11. I was trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be in... So, listen, I won't put my gun on keto if you call it fat. Just, <laughs> just saying. Your, so. your gun's fat for a hunting rifle, but it'll still work. It'll work. Of course, yeah. I'm not going to run and gun with it. Now, Casey... So me and Captain Andy and Casey all started our stag projects. Actually, I think those buggers didn't tell me and they got their stag receivers in before I did. Casey went full on baller, carbon fiber, the everything, pencil barrel. He's got one of those comps that looks like a toilet paper tube at the end of the barrel that goes straight out. Like, oh my God, it's going to be ridiculous. Anyway, I bet you his is in the nine pound range. So, but as you guys remember, I changed the scope on my uh, SLR and then I yeah. put in a lightweight bulk carry group. That rifle it's in, got an 18.6-inch barrel, so that's a full, you know, as far as rifles go in an AR-style platform, that thing is just over 7 pounds now. And That's, that's good. 7 that's pounds is, is really nice. Really nice for a full-size rifle? Heck yeah. And I'm taking off that handguard. That handguard's going to go on my modern sporter for my... Oh, the new handguard that you ordered. Right. You're going to be putting it on there. Yeah, so that's going to get shipped on Monday. So that handguard is... It's going to go from... Um, 15 inch to 17 inch and instead of weighing 11.11 .11 ounces it's going to weigh 8.4 ounces right because it's kind of yep. carbon fiber yeah so mm. so I had the stag 10 out and I tested some loads in it and yeah I'm trying to make some bulk ammo um, with yeah. Campro 147 grain bullets mm -hmm. this barrel did not like them I could not get uh, under 2 inches and so I talked to Ryan he's like yeah, yeah don't don't do that don't, don't do that. Don't, don't put 147 grain down that barrel. It's got a 1 in 10 twist, man. What are you doing? So I was like, okay, Ryan, I want you to tell me what bullet, what case, what primer. You already told me what primer. I already bought them. What powder? I already bought the powder. Give me a recipe. I'm going to test them. Ryan's like, do me a favor. Go buy some factory federal gold metal match because that's what we test the guns with. And if that gun doesn't shoot an inch, we're going to take care of you. So <clears throat> I'm going to do that first. I'm going to just to make sure that the gun is tickety-boo. Uh, I'm going to put some factory ammo through it. And then I already have a ton of federal gold metal match brass because they're RCMP. When they, that's what they shoot. They shoot uh, federal gold metal match. Um, 
And the last time they qualified at the range with their 308s, I got all the brass. Head. I mean, I got a lot of it. So that's going to be, uh, and then I'll get this here, a match game bullet. Federal 308 brass, I hate it so much. It's and so why is soft. That? Oh, you find it soft? Yeah, I, fi- I find I shoot a couple loads through it and the primer pockets it's are, done. yeah, they're, they're way too soft. Oh, really? Because I've been uniforming these primer pockets. If that's the case, if it's one and done, I might stop. So, well, I'll yeah. shoot them. See, see what you see what you find out. Yeah, and I'm not gonna. You know, I've got like uh, I'm stopping to do that thing where I'm like, well, I got a thousand pieces. I might as well uniform all of them before I do any testing. No, <laughs> no, not anymore. <laughs> um, what else did I do? Oh, I got another uh, show and tell. Oh, I, I sighted in the same day I sighted in there. Went to test some loads in this. I brought mm-hmm. my Howa 22 250 to the range mm-hmm. and I sighted it in, shot it for the first time. And I just picked up a cheap box of um, Winchester white box, 45 grain. I think it was, no, 40. Anyway, I don't know. 40 grain. 40 grain. Um, 22 250. Mm-hmm. And um, sighted in with that. I'm happy with it. It shot what it was supposed to. And then I picked up, hold on, another visual here, show and tell. It's like it's a gun show. Hold on. You think he would be pre- 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 prepared for this? He's literally in the room with his guns. Uh, uh, yeah. All he needs to do is pick a couple. Just be like this, this one, this one, this one, this one, maybe. Oh, and this okay, one. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already what, writing what, the no. notes down. Might as well take them out as well. <laughs> hey, are you done? We're making fun of you. <laughs> I know you are. That's why I said yeah. you're done. Um, this no. one I'm really excited about. So this is a Hawa Mini Action in 223. So nice. it's the Hawa Model 1500 Action. What I really love about this one, Kelly, it's got a one in eight, one in eight twist barrel. Oh. So my other 223 hunting rifle had a one in 12, and oh, I tried. No. I, you know, oh. yeah, I know, right? It's yeah. a varmint rifle. And but you know what? It, still, one I know, in 12. Dude. I know, I know. But you know what I didn't know? When I was thirty six years I was thirty six years old. I bought this rifle, my first brand new rifle ever. I bought it when when long guns were still registered for crying out loud. That's how long ago I bought this thing. Actually, you know what? I bought it on December tenth, twenty eleven. Actually, that was, was a long time to, ago. Yeah, I was able to use uh, Facebook to figure out when I bought it because, of course, I post about everything. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Anyway, uh, you know what it likes, Adriel? It shoots MOA or better with Winchester white box, 45 grain jacket, a hollow point. So I'm not going to spin my wheels trying to load for that gun anymore. That's a hunting gun. It's a varmint gun. I'm going to just get a couple white of boxes. Box is junk. FMJ, isn't it? Yeah. Nope, not this. The 55 grain is FMJ. The 45 grain is jacketed hollow point. Ooh. Yeah. That's interesting. And, and it loves it. Loves it. So, mm. um, I will uh, make sure that the gun, it's got a Vortex Viper 3 to 9 on it. I'll make sure it's zeroed with that and forget about it. But this bad boy will be load development. I mean, I'm talking 77 grain. I got some 70 grain spear soft That's points nice. downstairs. Yeah. So, but how so far this package, um, I'll shoot this at 600, man. Like, is that, is that we, like a long range rifle or is it like a hunting rifle? Well, it's the beginning of a target rifle, really, because oh, okay. it's, yeah. got a, yeah. it's got a 1 in 8. Uh, twist rate on the barrel. It's got a heavy barrel. It's got a threaded barrel because, you know, if you want to clean your barrel in the basement, it's important to put a solvent trap on there to catch all that dirty mm-hmm. solvent so mm-hmm. it stays off your bench floor. Um, it came with a bipod, a scope, two detachable ma- 10 round magazines. Those are 10 round? Those are 10 round. Oh, what the, pattern are they? Custom, probably. Uh, they look uh, like international, but. Mm. Um, or something like that. 
Hmm. Yeah, but I can't say for sure. That's so, cool. Yeah, man. And um, all of it for like 800 bucks or something like that. Mm. Yeah, like but that it. was a while ago, like right? It. Yeah, I don't I, I mean, I don't think they've changed though, Kelly, but... No, and they're still 800 I think so. Eight 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 sixty maybe. I'm not sure. I might be confusing it with the three hundred eight and the two two three or the three hundred eight and thirty six because they have that as a package as well. There's another package that you can get this gun without a heavy barrel, but you get a like a plano case. It has a Nico Sterling Panamax three to nine scope. Um, that's kind of gotta go a little bit. Yeah. The reticle is is kind of you know. Yeah, it's, it's better than it's like the Bushnell. Scope. Package scopes just it is a package scope. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, but yeah. if you go to Nico Sterling's website, they you know, whatever, it's marketing. They say a lot of good stuff about all their products, I'm sure. So what does it sell anyway, for on its own? 50 yeah, bucks? exactly, right? Probably fifty yeah. bucks, maybe less. Yeah, I don't know. So the stock is um not as nice as the one on the twenty two two fifty because it's a whole overlay stock, but yeah. it's not bad. Um but they make chassis for this, right? So even if I put it in a chassis, it can still use as a varmint rifle. So <laughs> that's, uh, yep. So with that, I mean, a 77 grain bullet, I shoot deer, no problem. Shoot deer all day. Shoot a bear. Don't matter. <clears throat> all right. What else did I get up to? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. And then for that, yeah. And then, of course, I had to do all the, I, I lapped the rings. I took the scope off, lapped the rings, put the scope back on, cleaned the bore, all that kind of stuff. Then you lapped um, the rings and then put a $50 scope back on it? Of course. So here's the thing. <laughs> When you, it's more important to lap the rings when you have a cheap scope than it is when you have good rings and good scope. Those Correct. $200 Vortex rings, I ain't going to lap. My Alberta Tactical Rifle Supply rings, I'm not going to lap. But when you buy cheap rings, they need to be lapped because they're cheap rings. So that's my um, philosophy on that. And then on the weekend, I went to uh, a three-gun match. So Friday night, went down to Captain Andy's, got absolutely polluted, 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 polluted. When we got liquored, we didn't even switch to the cheap scotch. We just stayed on the really good scotch. Oh man, like the hot tubs, cigars. We're in the <laughs> we're, we're in the hot tub having cigars and scotch. And I don't remember what time I went to bed, but it was north of two a.m. So when were I you woke, shooting? Uh, Sunday. Okay. So yeah, I get up, Kelly, and I'm like, "Damn, I'm good to go. I'm gonna call Casey. Casey's gonna pick me up on the way to the range. I'm gonna go help set up." I didn't realize I was still drunk. You see. I left the house feeling fine about halfway to the range. I sobered up. Hangover kicks in on the drive. The snakiest, windiest roads. Like, I, 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 like oh, man. I, 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 like, the last five minutes of the drive, it took everything I had to not vomit. And then we got there, and it was raining. So we all stood inside a sea can waiting for the rain, and I just kept burping and burping. And burping. Uh, uh, I just wanted to puke so bad and I couldn't. And it just kept the sounds coming out of me. It was like, I was possessed. I thought it was like, <laughs> if I did puke, I was for sure going to be green pea soup. Just that my head was going to spin and stuff. It was awful. Anyway, needless to say, I did not contribute much. I mostly got in the way. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of work to do because before we could build the stages, everything had been knocked over in the wind. So all that had to be picked up. Oh my God. And everything required maximum effort bending over to pick something up. It was always a gamble as to whether or not I would just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so You're painting um, a vivid picture of, uh, yeah. of this match day. Did, <laughs> you, did you say I'm never going to do that again? You know what? I didn't. Cause, oh really? Yeah. So you're no, good to I go for next you time. You know now that, yeah. it, that those kind There's of words no. are worthless. Worthless. I know. He's just Meaningless. Do it again. Don't. Yeah, absolutely. Like, so yeah. Did and you Sean, I did. Well, I mean, I helped as much as I could. <laughs> I probably didn't actually get in the way, but I didn't exactly lead, lead the charge. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. And 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 Sean, the club president, he's like, "Why do you do this to yourself all the time?" I'm like, "Ah, the match isn't until tomorrow. I have a whole day to recover." <laughs> Unlike that year at the provincials where George McKillop, you know, we got there at three o'clock in the afternoon, and we didn't eat. We just drank and drank and drank. The next day, it was like, "No, I gave the match away and the blues them by like a half a percent." Anyway, um, so the match itself. It was a three-gun match with four stages, and the scoring was time plus. So for the listeners who don't know, time plus is however amount of time it takes you to shoot the stage is your score. And then if you have penalties, they add time to your score. So for example, a failure to neutralize a a paper target would result in a five-second penalty. So your score was 20 seconds. Oh, you had a failure to neutralize. Now your score is 25 seconds. So like golf, at the end of the day, the person with the lowest score wins. Mistakes were made, as Adriel would say. Um, There was this one awesome stage that incorporated three bays. So we started on the rifle range. We shot 20 rounds of rifle, ditched the rifle, pick up the handgun. I didn't have my own handgun because I goofed, waited too long to request an ATT. Uh May, May have acted like a jerk about it. And then apologized, then sent the right information, but it was too late. And um, I got an email on Monday telling me that my ATT I needed Friday was denied because I took too long to, but you know, <laughs> hey, they were, I know, but whatever, it's the system, right? And they, they got back to me, so that's all good. Anyway, um, so I had to borrow one of Steven's guns. So it was 1911, and Steven is uh, like the Hulk, like he's a big man, and his hands are much, much bigger than mine. Like Andre the Giant's hands, mean Gene mm-hmm. Oakland. That's the what's going on here. Anyway, he's got long reach wow. triggers on his 1911s, and I can't, uh, I can't. Anyway, so I shot. I heard a ting. Steel didn't go down. So failure to miss a penalty or a steal or fail, you know, complete failure. miss on steel. They call it. It's like 10 seconds. At the end of the day, the guy in third place was slower than me, but when you added my penalties, which totaled 25 seconds, it cost me third place. Hmm. First place was um, George. Second place was Sean. Now, I could have kept up with Sean if I didn't have some malfunctions. At some point, my typhoon would not feed because at some point, sorry, the mag got stepped on and the feed lip, feed lip got bent and I didn't hmm. realize it. So hmm. it would be like... Click, cycle the bolt, then it would strip the round off. Bang, cycle. And then anyway, so three failures to feed in one stage. Bang, click, rack, bang, click, rack, bang. Um, And then on another stage, my rifle doubled, and then that caused a double feed. So that had to be addressed. Other than that, my stage plans always worked. Uh, Oh, and I had one of those full-length pistol mags. Did the mag change, put the mag yeah. in too hard, rounds pushed down a little bit, follower got caught up on the dimples, bang, click, click, tap, click, bang, oh, God. And then I and then I rushed the shots, and I had a mic and a penalty. So between the malfunctions and the failures to, and the uh, the malfunctions and the penalties, I mean, I, I blew, I blew when, it. When you mentioned the, the, <clears throat> the long pistol mag, are you talking for the Typhoon? No, sorry, the uh, there is no Typhoon pistol. Well, there's the Typhoon pump shotgun mags that are yeah the Uzcon that's pump yeah no yeah. i'm talking about the um lar pistol mags that are now in the 30 round body but are crimped uh, yeah those ones and you managed so to over insert one yeah i think the follower must have got caught up because the rounds weren't stripping off of the uh, magazine hmm. it wasn't until it i wasn't held the bolt back it... tapped the mag and then let the bolt go to start to strip rounds again mm. oh maybe it's tight with on a on a closed bolt could be 
Yeah. Because a, yeah, a uh, regular tap rack was not getting it to, to wake up. Check so. uh, with, with 10 rounds in it. Just check it and see if it'll, it'll go in on a closed bolt. I bet you it's too tight. I had to tune all my other 10-round LAR mags, like, you know, like, you know these ones, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I need to get base pads for these, like, to make them the full length so they come out of the pouches. Oh, uh, shout out to Nathan. I think it was Nathan. If it wasn't Nathan, then shout out to the guy who showed me this trick. <laughs> Shooting, I know, using shorter rifle magazines that are hard to get out of the pouches, simply drop a shotgun shell down inside your pouch, and it pushes up your mag. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, right. And so, then you got a spare yeah, shotgun yeah. shell if you need one. Right. So good. there was yeah. a dude shooting. There, okay. Not only was there a guy shooting this match with an SKS, it was a Chinese SKS. He was in my squad, but he did fine. It wasn't incredibly was pain. I don't, I don't remember his you name. You don't remember? Uh, I don't know. And yeah. then there was another guy, Noah, uh, um, Noah. Noah was there with an M1 Garand in 308, and he made mag pouches that he could clip his stripper clips on on his belt. The mag put the clips, oh, the end block clips are yeah. magnetic. So he made these magnetic clips for his belt, like mag pouches, if you will, that his stripper clips went on. Like he rocked that thing. And you, okay, so we're shooting plates with 556. It's like, ooh, I think I'll fall over. And then wham, 308, these tends to off. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, good time. Mistakes were made. Uh, and then I got back to, um, I'm back to Campro. So, yeah. um, Sean, the president of AMA has banned, or he may, I don't know if he's a president, he's a master director anyway, no more coded ammo. It doesn't matter okay. if it's X metal or if it's federal, whatever they call their coded ammo, or even why? if you powder yeah, coat, why? because, um, he banned this ammo at the indoor range. Okay. Um, okay. But Why? Well, because indoor maybe because it's smoky. way too smoky way no, too okay smoky. yeah yeah and the ventilation systems can't keep up with it so but okay. so i had switched to cam pro so i picked some up from sean at the weekend and started to reload that i'm gonna calm down a little bit before i reload too much because i've got to test it my new gun for overall length as well as um power factor because mm-hmm. i'm sure the 1911 will take longer than what this will and ogive matters in these match barrels i know i used mm-hmm. to shoot 125 grain in my 1911 and i had a shadow it would not run in i had a stock three it would not run in so shadows, are O-Drive is shadows, shadows have a real tight match barrel you can't they sure do it's like way out there yep so um here's the announcement it's uh, if you follow me on instagram you're already well aware do you want uh, like a drum roll can you do a drum roll sure there you go you were far more coordinated than i gave you uh credit for that's pretty good boom <laughs> so what we're looking at here is my new pistol for ipsic for the 2020 season it was uh provided to me by the calgary shooting center if you don't shop there you are a communist um it is a Phoenix Redback. So some people had heard of the Sphinx pistol. So Sphinx was uh, the company that these guys were before, and they've since switched over to Phoenix. They're made in Switzerland, mm-hmm. and um, it is a CZ75 pattern pistol. So similar to a Shadow, a Shadow 2, or a um, Tanfoglio, but it is way more refined than the Tanfoglio's certainly way more refined than the CZs. This is the finest production pistol that I have ever handled, held. I've it's yet to beautiful. shoot it. It is beautiful. The fit and finish is amazing. It uh, This is a production optics gun. 
So looks very CZ like, very shadow like, but just the fit and finish and the quality is way ahead of those guys. Does it take um, uh, shadow parts? <clears throat> like if you bust your gonna... slide stop, which happens a lot on on shadows, can you just to toss a CZ seventy five slide stop in there? No, um, I say no. I've yet to try. I believe there is some spring compatibility. I've been talking to some of the European Phoenix shooters. Okay. Um, pr uh, first of all, I want to talk to them because of magazines. So I was told it takes a proprietary magazine, which wouldn't make sense, right? Um, there's some compatibility between... The, I'm holding up two magazines here. Um, the one with the blue follower, follower is a CZ mag. The chrome mag is a uh, Tanfo mag. Well, guess what? They both work in this gun. Oh, now, cool. I haven't fired it, but they both lock in, and they both cycle dummy rounds, no problem. And they lock open, <laughs> no problem. So um, I was a little concerned at first because the gun only came with four mags, and Jeff didn't know when the next order of mags from Switzerland would be in. Mm -hmm. So uh, no problem. I had uh, a Tanful mag kicking around from back in the day, and I brought home a CZ mag from the shop tonight, and voila. So... Um, so this I'll pistol, just, I'll just get a bunch of those, uh, CZ mags cause you can get the mech, the mech guard mags. Yeah. Are like That's what this is, buddy. Bucks. Yeah. I yeah. don't think they're 34 bucks. If you can find them for 34 bucks, please let me know because you can find them for cheaper. If you find them on sale, I bought a pile for right around 34 bucks each. Where'd you get those? I've got like 10 mags, 10 to, I think 10 to, They've and since gone up. I mean, well, mm. maybe we overpaid when we bought them cause they're 50 bucks at my house. Uh, so it, are they labeled CZ Shadow, or and are they labeled CZ, or are they labeled Mechgar? They are labeled CZ seventy five Mechgar, made in Italy. Yeah, I can find them for cheaper than that. Yeah. All right, well, he's gonna go go for it while you talk. Cool. So, so um, the gun is all steel construction, but the Phoenix Redback comes in regular, light, and ultralight. It's kind of got a um, the bottom. The frame is modular, like yeah. on a. Um, STI 2011, the bottom of the frame comes off. So, but you can get this with a steel top and aluminum frame, mm -hmm. steel top and polymer frame. So this one's steel, 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 and, yeah. and it is the heaviest pistol I have ever held as far as an Ipsic style pistol is concerned. Now that How being said, it weighs two pounds, 14.7 ounces. To, yeah. Now to put that in the comparison, Beretta. 92FS. So if you don't know, the Breda 92FS has an aluminum frame. It's very light. One pound, 14.7 ounces. My 1911s, two pounds, 7.3 ounces. My 357 Magnum, two pounds, 9.3 ounces. This thing, two pounds, 14.7 ounces. So can you say recoil mitigation? Like, I'm, I'm getting tired holding it. That's how freaking heavy it is. Some guys don't like a heavy gun. I love a heavy gun, especially a 9mm. It's not going to move. Um, so it's going to be awesome. This one came with a Trigicon RMR red dot because this is a production optics pistol. So for the listeners, production optics is a production gun with a red dot mounted to the slide that reciprocates with the slide. Unlike an open gun where the red dot stays static and does not move when the gun recoils, this travels with the reciprocation of the slide. It's mounted directly on the slide. Um, the gun, the barrel length is 4.547 inches. The overall length of the gun is 8.31. The height is 6.06 .06 inches. The width is 1.06 inches. Um, weight, 
yeah, they list the weight as 2.92 pounds. At 2.92 pounds, I couldn't appreciate how much that was until I had it in my hands. Trigger pull. So, yeah, right now, I think it could use some springs. Factory guns come with heavier than normal springs for reliability. When you start messing with that to tune it, you risk the chance of taking away the reliability. No one wants their gun out there with a reputation of not being reliable, so they tend to overspring them. So I don't know. This recoil spring is in the 12-pound range probably. I'll drop that down to a 9-pound. Or sorry, no, a 10-pound. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm running a 11 in my shadow too, I think. Are you? Yeah. I'll probably go 10 on this to see how <laughs> it performs. It has a built-in buffer. A lot of guys have to put an oh, external really? buffer. Yeah, this one has mm. a buffer built into it. Um, as part of the design, when you put a buffer in a gun, sometimes you run the risk of causing malfunctions. This was designed to work with a buffer and it has its own internal buffer. Uh, the grip panels, you can change them. The, they've got, uh, uh, what's that plastic, or not that plastic, a G10. These are G10 grip, tan- grip panels. The texture is crazy. Watch this after I grip it. I don't know if, if it'll pick up on the camera or not, but. Are you going to have holes in my hands? Yeah. yeah, my hands are now stippled. Yeah, um, everyone puts those lock grips on their Shadow 2s, and that's G10, same stuff. Yeah. 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 And so you can get the different profiles to make it fit your hand even better. Um, the checkering, like, what's the checkering look like on the back and the front of the grip? So, what's amazing about the back is the checkering is on the, you ready for that? Mainspring housing. <laughs> this gun uses a 1911 mainspring housing. Yeah, so if you want to change your double action pull, you need to change your mainspring. So on that on the CZ pattern gun, you need to remove the sear cage and the safeties and the hammer and all that stuff to get to your mainspring. Not in this gun. It has a 1911 mainspring housing, which is removable just by drifting a pin like you would in 1911. Cool. Amazing. <laughs> the double action is right now eight pounds, but super crisp. doesn't stack. The um, single action is just over three pounds. It certainly doesn't feel like it is. Uh, the over-travel screw, right now I'd like to maybe adjust a little bit, but um, I couldn't find an Allen key to work. I assume because this gun's in Switzerland, the screw is metric. I tried my metric Allen key and it didn't work. I tried my standard Allen key and it didn't work. It slipped and I was like, between. I'm done. Yeah, so I don't want to damage that screw, so I left it as is. Um, it has, so some of the improvements over the Phoenix, the trigger guard is different. Uh, sorry, the, uh, uh, Sphinx, the trigger guard is different than the Sphinx is. The, um, uh, slide serrations are different. The magazine release is, uh, extended and it's Pretty threaded. Pronounced. Yeah. yeah. And Kelly is threaded for a button. So oh, I always cool. run, a, yeah, I yeah. run a, I run a button on all mine. So I, um, contacted Jeff and asked him if he could track one down from, from, um, phoenix um i'm also going to email phoenix directly there's only one dealer for these pistols in canada and that is our sponsor the calgary shooting center my sponsor um so if you need one what you do you got to go to these guys this is the top production optics pistol there is no production optics pistol better than this hands down it's got the the uh the little bit of grip on the upper left of the frame there I'd imagine your left thumb is gonna is gonna grab onto that as you put your hand up. up. Yeah. And so they have stippling above the trigger housing, above yeah. the trigger guard on both sides. So right in front of your slide stop. And yes, that's exactly where my thumb contacts. Mm. And also 
it's a nice tactile reference point for when I'm moving with the gun and I need to take my finger off the trigger and go to the guard. I can put it up there in the frame and I feel that texture into my finger and I know it's in the right spot. Yeah. People who take their finger out of the guard, but they do that. They put it across the guard to an RO on the fly. That looks like your finger's in the guard. You can yep. stop that. So yep. you always run it up along the side of the frame so they can see light through the trigger guard. Um, the safeties, ambidextrous. And for your strong side safety, if you're a righty, it is large and in charge and makes a perfect shelf to put your thumb on to keep it down, help mitigate recoil. And again, consistency in your grip because it's an anchor point. Your thumb is always in the same place shot after shot. So, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's the initial review. It's super precise. It's incredibly well made. Um, It's super heavy. It comes with a Trigicon. Doesn't get any better than that. What's the uh, suggested retail on it? Uh, they are a, somewhere in the neighborhood of four thousand dollars. So sound like a lot of money? Well, this is a serious pistol for serious competition. This is not your weekend warrior Glock. This is for somebody who is uber competitive or just wants to have the best of the best. Now, four thousand dollars sounds like a lot, but let's look at ten foglios. Sure, it's more than ten foglios, depending on the ten foglio that you get, but it's less than STIs. All the top STIs now are four thousand plus dollars. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's more than a Tanfoglio, less than an STI, and then if you get into the creme la creme of the classic nineteen eleven guns and the and the um, twenty eleven guns, Infinity, Infinity guns, all day are eight thousand dollars. Is you know six to ten thousand dollars. It's competitive with. Yep. Yeah. It is. So it's not the most expensive gun out there. So you say $4,000 for a pistol. Well, it's not a carry gun. It's not a Glock. It's a high-end competition pistol made in Switzerland. And you know what they say about things that are Swiss made? They're made incredibly precise attention to detail. I've never been more impressed. And you get to lord it over everyone with a CZ shadow. You'd be like, oh, you've got one of those? Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> that's for the you you've got one hasn't. of those poor's guns hey only yeah $1, the poor's guns. Oh. yeah hey yeah. adrian remember how the shadow people used to talk to the yeah. Glock people now that's how i'm gonna talk to the shadow hey people. adriel you and i both have shadows right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, pardon me though i have a shadow too <laughs> yeah yes. so you have adriel's sloppy seconds that's what you got you got his shadow. shut up shadow one oh shadow uh, one that's still yeah. a thing yeah it is. But I got a really good deal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got a really good deal from Larry, and then I sold it to Burns, and now I want it back. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it back because I don't. I might put an optic on it to have as a backup for this. Jeff so, Reese rocks, by the way. He is. He does. He certainly does. So, um, let's have a quick look. Is there any questions in the Facebook chat about this? Yeah. No, people are just saying that it's a really nice gun. They want it. Trevor is a squirrel moment. That's funny. Joel, I think Joel is New Brunswicker. Joel, are you New Brunswicker? I feel like Joel's New Brunswicker. And if he is, well, next time I see you, you will get to try it. And Mr. Mead, so I, what you're saying is I need to sell the rest of my collection, get one of those, right? Absolutely, Doug. You absolutely need to. Doug, if you're in Fredericton this weekend, I'm teaching a class at Filthy's Range in, in Tracy come on out and I'd be more than happy to let you shoot this gun. So, wow. Yes. It's going to be looking you're, down. On you're going to let people shoot it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Anybody who wants, That's... I have to. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. The, uh, this is my sponsorship guns provided to me by the Calgary shooting center. I'm a staff shooter for them. And 
we want this gun promoted. We want as many Absolutely. people finger bang it as possible and <laughs> understand just what a quality firearm this is, right? Yeah. If, so if you're sponsored, you have to let people shoot the gun because that's how they get hundred yeah. percent. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, Mark Manderson used my 1911 at the uh, uh, Thompson Corner match. He thought I was doing it out of the goodness of my heart and charity and kindness, and because I like him. No, no, I want you to buy stuff. Come on. <laughs> no, uh, I wouldn't actually just let anybody shoot my guns. <laughs> but would you let me shoot it? Yeah. <laughs> For you? Anything. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So okay. that's all I got. Um, Adriel, what have you been up to? Oh, my turn. All right. Uh, oh, grouse hunting. I didn't shoot any grouse. But your boy shot though. something. Your boy shot something. Uh, my my boy shot a couple of rabbits and a squirrel. And I shot a couple of rabbits and a squirrel. And then did we, any, we ate did any, everything. Had a, even the squirrels? Everything. everything. Really? Everything. There's nothing you won't eat. <laughs> I know. Just eat it. It's meat. Eat it. <laughs> eat the rabbits, too. Mm. I got really mm. good at at doing the rabbits too. By the end of it, I'm like getting right in there. Super clean. Did really you nice. ever see the the video Matthew made? Me, um, it was an instructional instructional video that Matthew made of me cleaning a rabbit. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Oh, we, we, talked, go to his... we talked about this previously. Yes, uh, we did. Yeah. yeah. You got to go to his YouTube channel and see that video. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, yeah, so I had the, the boy out. We were going grouse hunting. We saw a couple grouse, but they didn't really sit still. They're real sketchy. Uh, the rabbits, not so much. The rabbits thought they were hiding, and they're just like... <laughs> they're, they're not white yet. They had like a white belly, so you could see that sometimes. But a lot of the time, we'd just be walking through the woods, be like, oh, there's one. It's it's uh, just waiting there. So lots of time for my oldest son to uh, to line up on it. I'm like, no, got to shoot him in the head because we're eating that meat. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, lots of face shots on on the rabbits, and uh, <laughs> lots of face shots. Lots of face shots. Yeah, he is a really good shooter. So I was really well uh, really happy with his shots because they're all headshots, and uh, yeah. and that's what you want for small game with when you're intending on eating the meat, right? You end up like yeah. getting in the body or something like that makes a mess. It's hard to clean. There's a whole bunch of meat that gets wasted because you're like, ah man, it's all bloodshot meat, or there's like maybe there's some lead fragments in here. I don't really feel like risking that for. For rabbit meat. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it was good. Got lots of exercise, got lots of hiking in, lots of armed hiking, and uh, shooting small game with rimfires. Lots of fun. I ended yep. up, uh, so my boy took the the uh, Marlin 795, which is uh, kind of quote unquote like his gun. Um, I took, I ended up taking that ace, that Kui ace. Oh, really? It is so light. It is so light. Mm. So you can just like grab a, I literally like grabbed the gun threw like a couple of shells in my pocket and just like went for a hike. And it was like, and if I saw something that my boy didn't see and I just felt like taking it, I would just put one shell in there, close it up and uh, shoot it in the head. <laughs> it was great for that. Great for uh, a, a rifle that just is super light and uh, does what it needs to when you need it to, even though it's 90 years old. Yeah. Old things still work. Right, Trevor? Oh, you beat me to it, Kelly. <laughs> Hey, Kelly, you, you you work fine. <laughs> and then uh, I got a box in the mail today. It, did, it didn't say where, like who it came from. It just had like an address on there. So like at this, box. at this point, that's not good enough. That doesn't actually tell me what's in the box. So my wife was like, what's in the box? What is that? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> might be this, might be that. I don't really know. Turned out to be this guy right here. Which is pretty cool. 
that's it's a it's a pretty neat shotgun. Now, would I use this for small game? Probably not, but uh, you could, I guess. <laughs> this is a, a Hema. yes, of course you could, and you should. Hema HG105. It is a semi-automatic bullpup, 12 gauge shotgun from Turkey. Oh, of course, and, uh, yeah. So, how go. amazing is the trigger? <laughs> <laughs> how is it, how amazing is the trigger in a Turkish? Uh, here, let me let me let me find out. In here. a bullpup, in yeah. a Turkish yeah. bullpup. Okay, I'm gonna. What's the one that Canuck has just come out with? That's it's not a bad. Bull, it's a bullpup. It's heavy, but it's crisp. Like, uh, yeah, there, there's a Canuck Spectre. It'll be the oh, same. Yeah, that's oh. this one. Like a, a lot of these Turkish uh, shotguns use the same operating stuff inside. Like there's some central factory that just makes all the semi-auto actions but then they put on different furniture so whereas this one might have like an aluminum upper another one might have like a plastic upper or they might not come with a an afg grip or folding sights or, or whatever little extra things come on them right or like a adjustable cheek piece or whatever but uh this trigger pull isn't that bad here check it out wow it's fine there's no crease there's no creep in it and it's got internal chokes yeah it's got internal chokes, yep. so you can uh, swap them out if you want. Swap them out. What, uh, what pattern are they? Uh, I just got this thing like today. God, so you haven't taken it out, okay? No, I haven't taken it out, but uh, man, he's shotgun. It's got some folding sights on there. Yeah, you're not going goose hunting with that. Why not? Wow. I'm Did it come with a two-round mag? Period. But uh, <laughs> I, could. I could. You could. I could. It'll take three-inch shells. Uh. It's got a bolt hold open. Non-reciprocating charging handle. Kind of neat. Wow. I'd like to see the reviews. Came in like I'd like a, to see you shoot it. Came in an okay case. Oh, this is, I thought this you were going to say like I, a wrecking ball. I, I couldn't figure this out. These mags have this cover on them. Do you know what this cover's for? Put it back in the gun, I'll tell you. Okay. You're going to get it wrong, but... Um, the hold? It's a speed loader. Uh, what kind of speed loader? For loading the magazine. So, uh, I'll, 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 I'll really put, put it out there. What? What? Yeah. What is that? This goes what on the... this goes on power rail. Oh, so oh. You, can, <laughs> you can swap out the AFG G for slide, it's a, this, a grip. slide this thing on there yeah. and have like an upside down shotgun mag grip and then push this button, slide it off the front and stab That is it in the, the most back. ridiculous, stupidest <laughs> thing I have ever heard of. It's from Turkey, come on. Yes. Right. But it's, it's the extra. But it's kind of funny. <laughs> You could you could take ten rounds on this thing. You could take five in the back and five up front if you if you really want to. And it's got that's why it's got those finger grips in there. So you can it's a it's a foregrip on the front. Wonder if you could couple them together. Never mind. That's a Kelly. No, Kelly. Really, that's why I thought it was. I thought it was for coupling them together because that's logical. It makes sense. (laughs) Or or it's a foregrip. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Never ever in a million years. So at our three gun match, Nathan. Um, was running a Typhoon. He didn't have any Uscon AS-46 mags, so he took Kydex and made his own coupler and paired the two five-rounders together, and he would just do the flip thing like we used to do with coupled LAR mags. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. smart. But really, and then his gun blew apart. You should get the 10-rounders. His gun blew apart? Those. Yeah. I got to share this story, Adriel. What? His gun blew apart? Yeah, so he had the fake can on his gun, and yeah. the fake can acts as a barrel nut that holds the handguard to the receiver and he was recommended to him that for this particular stage he used chokes so he removed this fake can put a choke on but didn't know or forgot 
um, and didn't replace the barrel nut to hold the handguard on. So when he got Oops. to the shock, yeah, he started shooting and then the shotgun come apart. And then before we, so we were supposed to score it and give him hits and misses. And I ended up screwing up the timer before we could record the time. I dropped the timer, messed up the time. Anyway. Yeah. Likely story. Like as a range story. master, I should know better than to mess with the timer. So he, as a he result, got a reshoot. he got a reshoot and I fixed his shotgun. I didn't fix Did he- it. I said, here's the part you need. Here's the tool you need. Do yeah. this. Mm-hmm. And then he okay. did it. So, yeah. Cool. So, again, I apologize for causing a reshoot. I'm thinking he probably was thankful that you caused a reshoot. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, what else have I been up to? Uh, I'm going to a three-gun meeting tonight for an upcoming three-gun match. I'm... Oh, I've been chopping up some of our videos. So, some of our, our live-streamed YouTube videos, I've chopped like little five-minute sections out of them. Um, it's one thing I actually noticed that uh, Joe Rogan does. So he has his like mm-hmm. two, three, four hour long show, and then his people will like chop out little like five or ten minute segments and just produce those as their own. I'm like, oh, I could do that with Slamfire. So I've been taking. So I, I just I just tested it with a couple of our, our past episodes. I might do tonight's as well. And uh, that's a great idea. Chop them out and throw. Them. Well, some of this stuff doesn't have a video, right? Like uh, Nylon sixty six is there's videos on Kuyace ones done yet right now not really much out there there's not uh, much out there about the phoenix pistols because they be new and they're only in europe yeah exactly yeah. so as, uh, as you were doing that i'm like yeah i'll cut this one and throw it up there too so i'm just going to do that for uh for some of our shorter uh what we did in guns kind of the things and uh and get them out there cool that's it for me what about you kelly uh so i did a couple of things i uh, just want to let you know that i'm getting ready for maple seed that's going to be happening in the lower trent valley which is technically trenton this weekend so i went and did some things for that went to our storage area we're going to be doing that one on saturday and then on sunday i'm going to be going to uh schoolhouse 2.0 which is a new range in brockville the uh c-u-s-f or the uh, canadian university shooting federation or yeah it's federation they're going to be holding a shoot there and so i'm going to be going there so i went and got a bunch of stuff for them too because i'm going to be giving them the swag and everything and i'm going to get them yeah i'm going to get them to shoot um i don't know if i'm going to get them to shoot uh i'm MQT, which is a Maple Seed qualifying test, um, or I'm going to get them to shoot. Probably, I'll probably get them to shoot a Mad Minute. Just, you know, Amos. I'm going to give them a whole bunch of stuff. And then um, Maple Seed is going to be working with, uh, with them, so the Canadian University Shooting Federation. We're going to be doing Maple Seeds for all of their clubs across the country. So I just wanted to announce that. We're going to be starting in the spring. So we'll do it across the country. Uh, on Saturday, the it's a, Saturday. That, it's a really but, cool idea because I think yeah. that uh, in terms of, I think what they've been doing so far, they've been doing a lot of like uh, range trips and that kind of thing. Yep. But I don't think they've been doing any focused uh, courses on being a better shooter. No, they haven't been. So they wanted to look at pistol and they wanted to look at rifle. Uh, so they contacted us to see if we were willing to to do program with uh, with them with the rifle yeah you know and we have the best people Mm -hmm. right adriel well i mean aside from me yeah yeah so we're going to be doing that because it's going to be um alberta here in ontario they have a couple in um I don't know if they've got a couple in Saskatchewan or not. Anyways, they're they're all across the country, but we're going to do that. And it's a really, really good idea because what it's doing is getting university-age students basically shooting. So that's our next 
you know, shooters. Uh, so I think I said, sure, why not? Uh, what else did I do? On Saturday, I hung out with my, you know, the whole hashtag my tribe. We went up to Ottawa. And uh, so we had some CCFR peeps that went out and supported uh, someone that is in our community, the CCFR community. She was hosting a fundraiser for someone that uh, uh, is in her hockey um, uh, league, basically. And uh, this woman, her um, both her parents were diagnosed with brain cancer within a couple of weeks of each other. So they were doing a fundraiser, and on Saturday night they raised uh, over nine thousand dollars. So far, they're saying no nine thousand wow. dollars. So, Maybe. which was awesome. And it's basically our gun community supporting another community. So, and she gave us a shout out on, you know, all the Instagrams and everything. So it's nice to see. On Sunday, I went shooting with Greg Weiss. He's one of the... Um, I love uh, Greg. Yeah, me too. Greg is he's, the man. <laughs> so Greg is, uh, well, he's a regional field officer coordinator for Ontario. Not just CC- that. He's one of the master learning facilitators for the CCFR. Oh, yeah, Sports that's program. right. So, yeah. yeah, you have to get working on that because Greg yep. wants... Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. yep. December. We have a meeting scheduled for December. <laughs> uh, okay. So December. Right. I got to do that, by the way. I really do have to do that. What we're talking about is RSO training. Uh, okay, so I met up with Greg at the range, and he brought a couple of his new rifles. So he had a KDX uh, 338 Lapua. Yes. It was yes, awesome. he does. So very nice. And then he went to TACCOM, and he went and visited the guys at Bull, um, Bullseye. By the way, hi, Rick Woods. Um, he's working at Bullseye now. And what? Yeah, you didn't know that? I didn't know that. What oh, about his God. I just regular job it. job? Yeah, he does that, but He's he also works at that? Bullseye. Yeah. Nice. So he went and saw Rick, and they kind of sold him a Hawa. And it's the. Which Hawa? It's the ACP Canadian Predator in 6.5 Greenmore. So I went and shot that as well. It's beautiful. And it's. <laughs> It's, if you go on my Facebook page, I have a picture of there it on the cover page. It's beautiful. It's got the Canadian, it's like red and white and maple leaf on it. How was it really taken off, man? Yep. And you can do a long range with it. 6.5 cream or go to do pre-RS with it. I can't grow a man bun, Kelly. Oh, come on. I can't. I can't. Come on. I think you have to do six creed more at this point to, to oh, do six. the the yeah, the hipster thing because six five creedmore is too mainstream um, i'd rather suck start a tractor <laughs> all right it was really really fun um yeah we really need to get into some prs shooting it was fun so i wanted to say thank you to greg i'll give him a shout out in the shadow part uh what else and then on sunday i'm kind of going backwards yeah, oh well. I did a maple seed instructor call. Uh, you were going backwards. You started off by telling I us know. what you were going to do, and now uh, you're working backwards. Who said dyslexic? Kelly's a dyslexic. I know. I did a maple seed call with the instructors. We're finishing up the season, but we have a lot of things planned for the off season. So we're going to be doing things like instructor boot camps, developing them, and developing our new shoot bosses, aka Adriel, Ryan, and everybody, so that they can have. Um, so Adriel can actually do um, events in Alberta. So we don't have to always go there. And what else are we going to do? We're going to actually start booking events and that's in January. So our maple seed season is over, but it's about to start again. So <sighs> I'm very excited about it. I get a couple weeks off though. So I'm excited about that too. <laughs> so that's it. That's what I did. All right. <laughs> you should take a couple weeks off. Treat yourself. Yeah, Thanks. I appreciate yeah. it. 
I don't have a final total for events, um, but I know that we did over 60, 65 this, this year. How many so, do you think we're going to do next year? Oh, we'll over probably 100? do. Oh, yeah, we'll do over 100 because uh, our what? regional, yeah, we'll be doing over 100. We'll be doing uh, regional, we'll be doing them regionally in BC, regionally in Alberta, regionally in Saskatchewan. Say regionally one more time. Regionally, maybe in Manitoba. Ontario, we're going to concentrate a lot on Ontario because we don't really have I to go as much. regretted saying that. And <laughs> we're, we are going to be going to Atlanta, Canada, get Gallon all set up so he, he can do them regionally. And then we're also going to be doing Newfoundland. I'm so excited. The region and of Newfoundland. The region of Newfoundland. Which is, you know. <laughs> regionally. And we're going to be apparently going to this place in Cape Breton that has a, like a pub in the you know, off-grid camping. Yeah. Off-grid camping. We're going to go there too. Now, there's one thing that may change everything for some of these things. And some. Oh, good people. Lord. Yeah. I was offered a job, say, on Oak Island. And I had to turn it down because it's only until December. But I did tell the guy, if something opens up at the end of June for the summer next year. Okay. Uh, you know what? I told you I was buying an island. <laughs> is this, so is the job like digging for gold and the treasures of Oak Island? Is that the job? It's whatever they tell me to do. It's swords. He wants swords. Yeah, I'll show up my sword in my belt. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. Really? Yeah, really. You know what? I learned a long time ago to never plan anything around you. Oh. <laughs> well, then, but it's good. Remember that, you- that one time you were supposed to go down to Michigan? It was more than one time. I know. And then I was going to say, you know, the other time you yeah. were supposed to go down I to Michigan? Probably, yeah. Uh, yes. Kelly. Yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm just saying, come on now. If the opportunity presents itself, I'm bailing. Oh, you're going to go work at Oak Island. I'm still going to Newfoundland, though. No cherry shoot unless somebody else here takes it over. No SummerSlam. No what? national. I'll be living on the island. I'll be like, that's it. I won't, I won't touch a gun all summer. I'll send this back to Calgary. and You're not allowed to actually do that. You're going you're gonna to pick up we're a going pickaxe to, we're, Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to move forward with the show, and then we're going to have a talk after the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Moving on. All right. Up to uh, upcoming events. So we have Kamloops, Target Shoes Association, Kamloops, yes. BC, October 28th. That's a maple seed? Yeah, we still oh, have okay. we Skip still have it. spots available. We just put it out as an email as well to all of our maple seed peeps. Um, okay. But we have spots available. Kamloops, get out there! You got enough people. We'll fill the line. Oh my god, yeah, it's so, still nice. So yep. that's next weekend. If you're we'll buy a ticket anywhere within like three hours or four hours of Kamloops, October twenty eighth, Maple Seed. Go to mapleseedrifleman dot com. Check the dates and register it's gonna be like 10 degrees i know that's plenty good like our our our, our one in in, uh, edmonton here in sherwood park it's probably gonna be zero yeah 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 kelly do you do uh, winter seeds yet is there a a thing yet we no not yet but we will be i'm expecting us to to probably be doing I, i do know that edmonton qualified this year for a maple seed. And so did Peter, uh, not Peterborough, Petawawa. A winter for a winter seed. seed, yeah. Winter Great. seed, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, you so, could order some and send them after the fact, I guess. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Okay. Um, so on to the news. <clears throat> In case you didn't know, you're living under a rock. <laughs> Justin Trudeau is our prime minister again. But he didn't get the popular vote. And that's all that matters unless you're Hillary. 
I think, uh, what are we doing with this? Am I going to rant and rave here like a lunatic? Or are we going to okay. Oh, I was no. Well, it. I th- I think that we need uh, people are asking what our opinions are. We everybody knows what our opinions are. Let's. Are you going to do anything? The, the what, do, what are I you going say. to do? What can we do about it? What or what? What are you going to change about uh, what you're going to do based on this information? Exactly. What can we oh, do about damn. it? Coming apart. Well, one thing that I want to complain about before we start talking about what okay. we're going to do moving forward is if you're in British Columbia or Alberta. And you turn on the television to watch the election coverage and you see that the election has already been decided and your polls aren't even closed yet, there's a problem in their system. And I don't mean the system that you can tune in and find out. I mean, there's a problem that the election can be de- can be decided on one end of the country before the polls are even closed on the other end. The election is decided in Ontario. Yep. Yeah, by the time you get there. Ontario. Yeah. Yep. The 905. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's uh, exactly it. Because there's, it's population-based. Mm-hmm. So there is more seats in-house in Ontario than there are in yeah. Western well, Canada. I mean, Prince Edward Island has four seats, and it has a population less than... Of Kingston, 150,000. Right? Yep. There, it, well, it has 170,000. So, But oh, there okay. are regions, regions in Alberta that have you know, way more population than that and get one seat and Prince Edward Island gets four seats. Why does Prince Edward Island need four seats? Because it's a province and originally they're like, oh, well, we're going to give all the provinces at least four. It's a province with a population less than the city of Halifax. There's pros and cons to it. I would say if I was in PEI, I would be scared of higher populations in other provinces running my country and I wouldn't have a say at all. (laughs) Like Alberta. (laughs) <laughs> like Alberta, yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 fully cognizant that uh, <laughs> I'm getting the, the, the we're, we got the short end of the stick this time on it. Uh, but you know, a lot of the times uh, the Conservative Party does fairly well because of first past the poll as well, right? You know, right? Yeah. I talked about this before. My resentment for Quebec is showing more and more every day. Well, in we already the, in the '90s, Quebec threatened separation, and I remember a feeling of the rest of the country, all of us. And not maybe at the time I was in a liberal arts university. And so I can speak to the vibe there, which I being young and naive and inexperienced at the time expected that all of my fellow countrymen felt this way. And that was that we rallied and said, no, Quebec, don't separate. Like we need you as part of Canada. Right now. I recognize that it was always just a ploy. It was always just a way of them playing po- playing politics to suck more out of the rest of us, particularly the West. These days, they would never separate. If they separate, they stand to lose fourteen of billion dollars, dollars in right. transfer payments. So, of course, they're never going to separate. Just like the pipeline, I talked about this before. They're saying no to the pipeline not because they're concerned about the environment, because they're playing politics. They'll let the pipeline go through when they get more. There's a reason why they subsidize everything in their in their province the way they do is because they're using other people's money to subsidize everything. Yeah. Let's keep it to now, guns, guns, though, because otherwise we'll go way past our time limit for. <laughs> you're right, but it just he in needs closing. The, he he needs like closing. <laughs> the joke's on them because now there's serious talk of Alberta separating. Yes, there and is. if Alberta separates, we're all effed because well, we're all running programs that we can't afford to run with all Alberta's money. Yeah, there are there are parts of Canada. Um, New Brunswick and PEI that are that have a, a, a very large portion of the uh, province's 
budget is uh, is equalization payments, right? Of course. Yes. 15, 20% Absolutely. is a, is a big number yep. of a budget to have just coming in from other provinces. Now, thankfully, New Brunswick went all blue, except for the French part up north where I live. Where you live, I was just going to say, yeah. Traditionally liberal, and it's because of the candidate that the liberals run here. And they're very except for voting for the man and not the party. Right. So, except for the one Fredericton went green. Yeah, and I think Fredericton is conservative enough, but there's liberal enough, but conservative enough. So typically they're they're conservative enough to not vote liberal, but not conservative enough to vote conservative. Yeah. And so the green was the, you know, we can't we don't want to vote for Justin, but we're not voting for the other guy. And you know, a lot of people gave sheer crap throughout the election. He's not a good leader. He's not a good leader. He's not a good leader. Jesus, man. After all the crap the liberals did and you still couldn't win, they just didn't like Sheer because he yeah. was too... He had, they liked, he had some opportunities like to, to stop some ambiguity and he chose not to. Right. Yeah. Anyways, let's let's talk about how yeah. this is going to affect us as, as gun owners because well, sure okay. everyone who's into politics has watched it and is angry enough and has seen that... Yeah, I mean, there's, there's talk of... of separation of them. There is some other times yeah. when, when things like I have a question, though, and mm-hmm. I don't know if I should be bringing this up, but I'm going to do it anyways. So, um, Max, no hope crazy. in hell of winning. No. He had good ideas, but yeah. crazy alone. Right. So, no hope in hell, and we saw that there was six ridings where the people that voted for the PPC candidate actually would have impacted and conservative would have gotten in. And I know that there would have been others as well. Mm-hmm. So why? Why are people voting for people that they know that there's no hope in hell when there are, and these people are all about liberty. Yeah. So I like I don't think it, it wouldn't have caused a conservative win at the end of the day. No, it wouldn't have. Didn't, didn't exist. And I think that the, uh, the or sorry, the, the conservative party um needs to know like there is always going to be someone further right or further libertarian than the conservative party will be and they, Absolutely. Need, they, need, they need to know how what share of the population that is yeah it sucks that that the right vote splits the left vote splits <laughs> worse <laughs> it's just like get your head out of here and you know it just it just yeah. Maybe. So, anyways, uh, go ahead. Liberal, liberal party uh, in the in the acceptance speech, which he stomped over uh, Shears and uh, Singh's ex- uh, speeches to to say, uh, the third point out of his mouth was they're going to get guns off the streets, which means out of yeah. our houses. So, because yes. <laughs> they're not on the streets, and there's no AR-15s that are murdering anyone in the streets in in, in Canada here. Uh, so it means that they're going to come out of our our our, uh, our houses. Now, liberals have a minority government. Do you guys think that the NDP or Bloc or someone else is going to support the Liberals' gun control measures? Do we? I'm afraid that I'm afraid that they, it will be put up, and either the NDP or the Bloc will support it, or both, or both. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I was muted. Um, I believe that both the Bloc and the NDP are going to support this. Yep. I don't think we're going to see a coalition between the NDP and the Liberals because of the pipeline. They won't mm-hmm. uh, come to terms on that, but absolutely. On any, gun control, yeah. Yeah, anything that they table with regard to gun control, the those two um, parties will support it. So the really the question is, will they get something in before their minority government crumbles over something else, like no. the pipeline or, or something else? 
No. Uh, so will they get the bill in and will the two-year amnesty be expired before the next election? And then can someone else be elected? Right. I think that uh, the only solution at this point is political. Uh, there's, I, I was I was on um, I was chatting with some other guys and I'm like we should protest. I'm like they protested in the mid '90s and it didn't do anything. If the liberal government wants to push this through and has the political means to, they well, they can with the OIC with the order in council. They can. That's correct. Yeah. Now, I mean, like they they were talking about a, a buyback with two year amnesty and that kind of thing. So that if if they follow that. Um, we do have some time to, to try to get someone else in power, but then that's it. That's, that's, that's all we have. Yep. Yep. At this point, uh, some people have been just been talking about like, Oh, just what's, what are good AR 15 alternatives, uh, that I can look into for, for three gun and that kind of thing. I think the answer is none because I don't think they're going to skip over the, uh, WK one ADCs and the Maccabee SLRs and that kind of thing. I think those would be included in, uh, we're going to ban assault rifles like the AR 15, I think those are going yep. to include maybe centerfire, box fed, all all those, right? Yep. So, um, okay, we've got 15 minutes left uh, to wrap up the show. So, what do we want to do? Cut new gun stuff and cover some of the topics, or cover the main topics another time and do new gun stuff? Well, the main topics were really interesting. Uh, the the one thing that that, that I really liked is the the listeners and viewers now. Uh, suggested some really good topics. So I think we've got like some yeah. of these. I think bear exploring in a full show. Indefinitely. Yeah. yeah. So why don't we um, copy and paste them all to a document and move on to um, and we'll do it next week and so on. Yeah. Also, yeah. Um, so let the listeners know we are still trying to nail down Captain Andy for a episode on muzzleloading hunting. Tracy Wilson will be on. Uh, as early as next week. So next week, Captain Andy will get bumped. Uh, we're going to have Tracy Wilson on to discuss the CTFR's plans going forward now that the election mm-hmm. has happened. So that'll be next week. And then hopefully the weekend after that will be Captain Andy. But you're, uh, like Adriel said, your ideas were awesome. So we're going to file them. And on the weeks where we don't have a topic, we're going to steal your ideas. Because they're frequent. Yeah. <laughs> which is easier than coming up with our own. Yeah. I was talking to the uh, the guys from Spectre Ballistics about getting the uh, the LPC uh, and t- and talking about that because that was uh, that's kind of an interesting rifle. Cool. Yeah. All right. Okay. So why don't we jump into listener feedback then? And that is brought to us by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full service gunsmith who specializes in firearms refinishing. He offers hot blowing, park rising, Cerakote finishes, and wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms, accessories, optics, and more at www.dcgunsmith.ca. You can also check him out on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash armory. So the French spelling for armory, DC Gunsmith, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash armory. DC gunsmith. So this first one comes to us from James ginger snaps. And he says, I was going to call Trevor on his way home from the three gun this weekend, but I figured I would save myself two ear beatings and just listen to slam fire radio. (laughs) Wondering if you could talk about powder actuated lead accelerator restrain restraining devices and how important it is to check them before your time to shoot holster retention. Iniptic, not needed. Three gun, very important. 
I watched Trevor pull his gun probably a dozen times, and I didn't clue in that I should be doing the same. Insert audio clip, law and order, dum 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 <laughs> and I'll say I'll never do it again, but we all know it's going to probably happen. Yeah. Again. Failure. Gun come out of his holster. Failure is the greatest teacher. Yeah. So the reason why I thought this was kind of karma was at last year's three gun, perhaps the year before, I can't remember. I had received a new Kydex holster for my Arsenal Strike One and was using it for the first time in a three gun match. Failed to test running with it and when i took off running the gun came out of my holster there's no coming back from that uh we had two people dq as a matter of fact at this three gun for that reason mm-hmm. uh, and so yeah at the time when i dropped my gun ginger snaps was the arrow oh yeah i was not the arrow for him i believe oh. it was uh it was steven i believe anyway his first stage i don't you know he might have been the first guy i don't know if anybody shot first at his first stage, he shot one away, took off running, and the gun came came out of the holster. Mm-hmm. We, see so, a lot. we see it a lot in three gun. It's uh, it's a different sport. Uh, in Ipsic, your holster you could use like a flip flop sandal for your yep. holster. Doesn't matter. Nope. Yep. Your gun's coming out as soon as your as soon as the beep comes off, and and you're running. So doesn't matter how much retention yeah. is on it. Look at this one. I mean this. I forgot to talk about this later. I'm going to talk about shows. Yeah. Great for for Ipsic, but for three gun, when you're running with a rifle in your hands and a pistol on your your belt, and let's say you've got that three pound thing on your belt. (laughs) Yeah. That thing's going for a walk. That thing's going out onto the ground. Going for a walk for sure. Yeah. So, So. like for for, uh, guys at Chaz, shadows are particularly bad. Even with the um, mm-hmm. Kydex holsters, they they come out. You need a retention device on a steel frame pistol. The polymer ones, you might get away with not having to need one just because they're lighter. I, lighter. Yeah. I just had a regular Kydex that Casey gave me. It was a Ghost 1, I believe. No, what was it? Was it a Ghost 1? No, I had a Ghost 1. Anyway, it was Kydex. Um, I just tightened it down. Tightened it way down. Yeah. And, uh, and then I tightened even that, even yeah, that there is a like, risk. There is a risk like, coming out. Like James said, he saw me like testing it like a dozen times, and he didn't clue in that. Oh yeah, I should be testing mine too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would say in three gun, you got it. The Safariland GLS is fifty bucks, and it has retention that's very easy to use. That's the one to get. That's the one for three gun. Nice Safari GLS. Yes. All right. Cool. Or I mean, if you've got money coming out your ears, uh, you could get one of those uh, double alphas because they've got a, they've got a really nice lock on there too. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't protect the gun as much, so if you need to go down uh, urban prone, like on your on your right hand side, yep. uh, you're laying on your gun, and laying on a gun that's a, a speed holster isn't really fantastic because mm. you're putting your gun into the, into the dirt, right? Yeah. CR Speed now now has one as well with a with a, a button. Yeah, <clears throat> but the button is W I S M, but it's not. Uh, no, 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 not that thing. That's a race holster. No, no. Yeah. CR Speed is now making a retention install holster with a lock on it oh. that uh, is a push button and stuff. But you don't use your trigger finger, and it's universal. It's, it's like rig. Sean was testing it over the weekend. Yeah. No, I think it's um, thumb thumb inside. Okay. Yeah, I don't so like the right. thumb ones. I I have a thumb one. I have a I have a thumb one for my Glock, and I like the couple of like th- with training you can do it. With with training you can do it. With the GLS you do not need training. You grab the gun and it comes out. Yeah, yeah. 
Cool. So okay. if you'd like to email the show and uh, confess your most recent DQ to us, you can do so by, oh man, I had a, I DQ'd a guy on both days. I DQ'd a guy at Thomaston Corner and I DQ'd a guy at uh, Miramichi. So anyway. That happens. Yeah. It does. It always sucks though. One guy, yeah. finger was in the guard. And everybody uh, apparently on the squad heard me say, get your finger out of there, except for him. Or he didn't know what I was talking about. But anyway, I'd stop him. Yeah. And I just like. He came around the wall and pointed the gun up range when he came around the wall. But that dude never said boo about it. Understood. Took it like a man, picked up a patch gun, and stayed with his squad all day. I was very awesome. proud of him. Yep. <clears throat> all right. Uh, so if you'd like to email us about your most recent DQ, you can do so by sending it to slamfireradio at gmail.com. That'd be a cool show. DQs? <laughs> tell us, can tell I do Dairy Queen? Tell us yeah. about your DQs. That would be a really cool listener Peanut feedback section. Yeah, if you yeah. guys if you guys shoot competitively, email us your DQs. We'll collect them all and we'll put them all in one show. <laughs> That'll nice. be a fun one. Shoutouts. I have one um, to Northern Advantage Holsters and the owner Brandon McQueen. So um, holsters for the Phoenix. The only holster that I could find was the um, Guga Rebus Universal works for the it's a, a retention holster like this not like retention with a strap or something but it's like a kydex holster yeah. but it's universal it's about 200 bucks you can get it at a hits in ontario and i was looking at that because there was no other option that i knew of because although this is a cz75 pattern pistol <laughs> brother and ain't no cz75 um jeff had a local guy make this holster for me and that's at northern advantage holsters the owner's name is Brandon McQueen, so you can check him out at northernadvantage.ca or email brandon at northernadvantage.ca. Obviously, if you send him your gun, he will do a one-off holster for you. So shout out to Jeff Reese at the Calgary Shooting Center uh, and the uh, owners over there for hooking me up with this amazing pistol. And Jeff got that holster made, and I love it. It's blade tech pattern, so I'm able to use it on my Sierra Speed Seabacks. Nice. Gets it down low on the belt, like I like it. So it's awesome. So if you need a holster, Northern Advantage. Sure, uh, Soli Canadian also was going to hook me up. I asked him to come on the show and stuff, and he was a little too shy to come on the show. But Soli Canadian is also a great place. But obviously right now i got to put my my uh, support behind Northern Advantage because this is a nice holster. And, you know, they made one for this. They can make one for your one-off or whatever, so... Maybe we'll have to get this guy to sponsor one of our sections. It's uh, all about, yeah. It's all about yep. what? I was just going to say, it's all about you. and. That's all about getting the cu the customer what they ordered. That's this what is true. About. Yeah. Um, Adriel, do you have any shout <laughs> Nope. All right, Kelly, shout out. I do have shout outs. So to Greg and Kelly for coming out to the Dill Family Fundraiser and also to Greg for letting me shoot his new guns. So thank you. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, we have no new Patreonies this week, nope. but we are about to do a Patreon episode with a special guest. So, you, you know, if you're a Patreoni, stand by for that. You'll get that in the next day or two. If you're not a Patreoni and would like to be a Patreoni, you get to A, support us in what we love doing, bringing new content to you every week. You will get swag in the mail. And you will get bonus content, which we're currently talking about changing the format to, to making it more appealing for new Patreonies and keep you, the existing Patreonies, entertained. So 
to become a patron, go to patreon.com forward slash slamfire radio and sign up today. Calibers are very popular patron pledges. So you could do like 223, 556, 762, 50 BMG, you know, whatever. Whatever. Um, Cabela's through our website. So if you were going to Cabela's, which you probably are, you can get there through us. And when you do, we get a kickback. So please do that. And now, more so than ever, because we have a big fight on our hands again, Yeah. please join the CCFR. They have our in-house registered lobbyists. They're incredibly active. They're fighting every day for you, not with each other. So join the CCFR and uh, help become part of the solution. Remember, after they take my AR-15, they want your sniper rifle. Then they want your pump-action gun. Then they want your lever gun. Mm-hmm. They're not going to stop with the assault rifles. All the other countries where gun bans have gone in have proven that they don't stop with just the semi-autos. Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. They give us mm-hmm. a home over there where we post the show and have conversations with our listeners. And like us on Facebook. As of today, we're still not ahead of an orphanage or homeless children or even hobos, but we are at 2,214. And uh, likes just make um, Kelly feel better about herself. So They do. There. Help Kelly feel good about herself. Yeah. And uh, until next week, everybody. See you later. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.